Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Hi, welcome back to the Heal Podcast. This is Mimi. Before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about personal care products and cosmetics. Do you know there's no regulation in the personal care industry? So the chemicals and ingredients in your products have never been tested for human safety. So for those of us needing to make sure our products are clean of chemicals that cause health issues, go check out beautycounter.com forward slash Lime 360. They're their go-to company for clean, safer products. They've done the research and they have taken the guesswork out of what is safe. On to today's guest, who is our returning guest, Erica Schlick. Erica is a Lyme warrior that used food to heal her Lyme. She created a cookbook called Wandering Palette and has a consulting practice and cooking show called Trail to Health. In today's episode, we're going to talk to her about what she does to stay in remission and how clean food and managing stress are important factors towards keeping your immune system working. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to Lyme360.com forward slash Detox Checklist. Erica, thank you so much for coming back on. You were one of my first guests when I started a while ago, almost a year ago. So I'm excited to have you back on. So for anybody who doesn't um, know, you can go back to my first podcast, the first couple of weeks, and we, we did a podcast with Erica then, but we just wanted to catch up and see what you're up to. So how have you been? I've been really good. Been really busy, even though despite COVID, not really being able to leave our house too much. But yeah, I've been focusing on creating a lot of content for my blog, which has been really fun. I've been doing over 150 TV appearances since COVID started for my own kitchen, which has been amazing to have been able to pull that off. Been working on making lots of healthy recipes for the blog. I'm actually interested in eventually starting a podcast as well. So excited to be back on yours. And yeah, things are good. I'm ready to see my friends again, but it seems like things hopefully are coming to an end soon. That's great. Now, when you cook for your for your TV, is that all original recipes? Yes. They're all the recipes either from my cookbook or on my blog. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. So how have you been feeling? I've been feeling really good. As long as I don't get gluten, you know, the gluten still really takes me down. Having celiac disease is challenging. And ironically, since COVID started, I've actually found that I kind of am getting glutened a lot more. There's a lot of packaged foods that are gluten-free and brands that I've trusted for a while. And all of a sudden I'm finding that they have gluten or I'm having a gluten reaction to it. And unfortunately due to COVID, the FDA has changed some of their labeling laws. And so brands can source ingredients from different vendors without updating their labels. They might be sourcing something made in a facility with wheat and things like that. So it's been really challenging navigating that. Getting gluten is the absolute worst thing for me, but as long as I don't get gluten, I feel really good. Now, what kind of symptoms do you have when you have gluten? I get all neuro symptoms, so I don't get any digestive symptoms. So after having Lyme, it's so challenging to have neuro symptoms again. I get really bad brain fog. I get some like occipital neuralgia, like with a headache in the lower left side of my head, just a lot of fatigue and like joint pain and it lasts seven days and it's pretty interesting it's seven days exactly to the time I get gluten so if I get gluten at lunch Monday at noon the next Monday at noon all the symptoms just kind of disappear it's it's really bizarre and it's been like this since I went gluten-free so wow so it lasts you're saying it lasts seven days it does but it happens immediately uh, yeah, usually as soon as I get gluten, I can start to feel some tingling back in the back of my head and I start to get really tired. I take a nap, which I'm not a napper whatsoever. 
so I took a nap. I know I got gluten for sure. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And so what else do you do to make sure you don't relapse? Like what other kind of... I do a lot to take care of myself. I sometimes still feel like I'm on a little bit of a health treadmill just to make sure that I stay in remission and stay healthy. You know, diet is a huge one. And we talked about that in great length in my last podcast of people want to kind of get my diet philosophy and what kind of things I eat healthy. Self-care also is very important, especially with like COVID. I feel like everyone's under a lot of extra stress and a lot of uncertainty. So making sure to take time for yourself, you know, whether that's like a hot bath or sitting in your sauna or just taking some time for yourself to do something you enjoy. I think is really important. And I do a lot of supporting things for my immune system too. So I do usually get IVs. So pretty regularly, not like every week or anything like when I had Lyme, but you know, I like to do a 10 pass ozone, maybe every two to three months, just to kind of keep my immune system really healthy. If I feel a little drained or under the weather, I'll get a vitamin C or some glutathione and just things like that to really, really support my immune system and keep it healthy. And one of my other favorite ways to stay in remission and stay healthy is thymus. I love peptides. I've been really into peptides. So I use BPC-157 orally just to kind of keep inflammation down and keep my immune system healthy. And I love to do thymus like every quarter, every four to six months, maybe I do a round of thymus. And I feel like that really, really helps my immune system as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not as much a full-time job to stay healthy and stay in remission. And I don't have any Lyme symptoms. I don't have anything that I'm kind of chasing after. It's more just to be proactive to make sure I don't get back to, to that yeah. dark place that we all know so well. No, I know. And so the peptides, you do them or- orally. You don't use them. The BPC I do oral, but I do the thymus injections. Every day? Uh, no, no, no. The thymus injections I do. When I do a round, I do about two injections a week and I space it out over about six weeks. I know. Because I was doing those peptides every day, twice a day. And you can just, do that. Yeah. There's a different thymus in alpha and beta that you can do yeah. like a daily injection. I don't know. Like I was doing that and I just finally, like I, it, it was just too much getting just stabbed every all the time. I know it is hard. So yeah, that's why I like the other one because it's like twice a week. I find that it works really, really well for my body. Now some of the peptides are hard to get, right? Because the FDA took You can find a lot of them orally now too. I actually have some oral thymus. Um, I don't find it works as well as the injection thymus, but you know, it's good to have kind of as like a a backup support. You know, it's a lot easier to take a supplement or a pill than it is to like Mm -hmm. have to take, have to do the injections every day. Right, right. And now, so do you take any supplements on a regular basis? I have been because of COVID just to kind of keep myself a little bit more healthy. I've been doing like vitamin C and zinc and fish oil, but I go through phases. Like sometimes I feel like if I'm feeling a little more run down or have a lot of work stress or a lot of things going on, I might supplement just to kind of keep my body up a little bit more. And then other times I go weeks to month without taking anything because I'm just kind of over it. You know, I do take the BPC every night. I do take zinc every night. And then the only other thing I take religiously on a daily basis is my thyroid. Since I have Hashimoto's, I I do take T3 to keep that under control. And that's just kind of like a a daily thing that I do, but I don't know if I count Mm -hmm. that as a supplement. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to add back in your like alcohol or any, any other things that you have had to take out? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my, I'm pretty resilient now to foods. I had over 60 food allergies at the peak of Lyme and I have maybe like a handful of foods that I'm like slightly sensitive to now. Chilies, I used to have a EpiPen for, I was so allergic to them and I can actually eat food with chilies now, which is so crazy. It's always like 
scares me a little bit when I'm eating it. So I'm just like, wow, I used to be so allergic and now I like don't have a reaction, but that's been pretty cool. And then yeah, alcohol too. I try to stick to lower sugar content things just in general. I really like dry farm wines. I used to be really, really intolerant to wine, especially red wine. Red wine would just give me the worst headache, give me the worst kind of hangover. Even if I just had like a couple of sips, like I would wake up really groggy and just not feel good. And I don't know if it's like the mold or the sulfites or the sugars or what it is in there, but with dry farm wines, I've been able to drink red wine again. And it's been so amazing. And they test all their wines for mold and mycotoxins and things like that. So I can't drink California reds, the same stuff comes up for some reason, but like French and European reds, I tend to have less issue with. And then the dry farms have been life-changing. I'm like, oh, I can drink red wine again. How about like like, the hard alcohol? I do mezcal. Like I like mezcal with like lime juice and some sparkling water. I mean, it wasn't a huge hard alcohol drinker. Like See, before. I love mojitos. That's what mojitos I Mojitos are good. Actually, you know what? I have been having some rum lately and I've been fine with that yeah. too. So yeah, or I, I add the vodka in instead mm-hmm. of the rum. That's what I mean. Champagne is always my is always my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> have you been able to have coffee? Yes, I drink coffee every day. I never actually fully gave that up. Do. I did actually do green tea for a little bit in my Lyme journey. I did give up coffee for a bit, but I again it's I think it really has to do with a lot with the molds. So I'm very sensitive to mold. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in an environment with mold, I can tell right away that I'm kind of foggy feeling and groggy and try to get out as quickly as possible, take binders and try to do things to to not be affected by it. And with foods too, you know, that was one of the things I learned on my journey is I really, I really got into the bulletproof diet, not because of like all the fats and things like that, which I think are good, but not everybody can tolerate that. But what I really like about them is they look at foods and like what toxins and mold are in foods and it can be in like certain fruits. It can be in coffees. It can be in grains and things like that. And cutting all those foods out for a while really, really helps my health improve. And now to this day, even with coffee, like I only drink mold-free coffee or mold-tested coffee. I have had really bad experiences drinking just random coffee and feeling very sick from it. So I stick to just the mold-tested coffee and only drink that. I know. There's so many things to like think Keep about. Right? <laughs> but you exhausting. know, I was talking about with my doctor, because I'm almost like celiac, mm-hmm. she said, but I think a lot of these sensitivities are caused by, right, the mm-hmm. Lyme and, and everything that we're mm-hmm. going through. So by not having that, once you, you know, cut those back, then you're able to kind of add other Exactly. Stuff and in. I think once you heal and your gut heals and you kind of lower that constant inflammation and attack that your body's just going haywire about, you know, once you kind of heal a lot of that and take those things out for a little bit, then you're able to add things back in slowly and see how you react to them. May not work now, but in six months, you might be able to tolerate it again too. So I think it's good to, you know, as you're healing, always kind of test things again and see how you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. So what else do you do? Is there any other advice that you can give people as far as to stay out of from relapsing? I think stress management is a huge one. I noticed like if I am really stressed out, like my body depletes very quickly. I had a little bit of a, a rough patch at the end of last year. We had a really big project with a really crazy deadline and my stress levels were super high. And I was like not working out as much because I didn't have time. I wasn't sleeping very well because my mind just couldn't shut off. And I got pretty sick afterwards. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't Lyme, but it was some kind of like colder flu that kind of wouldn't go away. I think I actually ended up reactivating some EBV for a little bit because it was kind of like that tired and like kind of unmotivated feeling. And I did a lot of IVs and things like that to kind of get myself out of it and back to my good baseline. But I couldn't believe how quickly it happened, how just like about a month of work stress 
just depleted me so much. So now as I'm like getting back into the swing of things and like getting busy with work again, I'm trying to really make sure I take time to get some exercise in, make sure I sleep and kind of quiet my mind before I go to sleep, just so that I can really rest and things like that and try to take better care of myself. So I think that's a big one that people don't notice and it can be stress from work. It can be stress from some kind of accident or some kind of trauma or losing a loved one, especially right now with everything going on. So being really conscious of that and taking care of your energy and kind of like allowing your body to reset and relax, I think is critical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then do you either subscribe to like a meditation practice or DNSR, I think it's called? DNRS. I haven't done the DNRS. I hear a lot of good things about it. I've actually been considering it, trying it for my gluten reaction because it's just so severe and consumes so much of my life and depletes me so much. I feel like it's a big time commitment. So for me, I haven't had I know. I actually bought the program it. and it's like, it's a big time. I'm like, okay, yeah. I almost need to go away for the week and sit and do it. I almost wish I went away it. to do it. And I bought the online program. I'm like, I just got to just focus on it. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that got better from it. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of success stories, which is making me want to be interested. But again, it's like, Finding the time to maybe do you it, and you know? I should just go away somewhere and just sit at a hotel <laughs> and do it together and be like, then it's like we're both doing it and we yes, force each I need other an accountability buddy to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I really want to. It's literally on my to do list every day. Like yeah. start. <laughs> oh well, I will do it. <laughs> just yeah. Went. To answer your question, I mean, I I learned TM, so transcendental meditation, and I. I do try to do that. Again, that's kind of like a big commitment. It's supposed to be like 20 minutes twice a day, but it's not really 20 minutes because it takes some time to settle in, takes some time to come out. So it's like an hour a day. So I've been trying to do after that kind of like little EBV flare exhaustion period, I like had like a really strong gut instinct that I needed to do more of that. So I've been trying to integrate that. I actually find like biofeedback and HRV training to be awesome for me. Um, It's a little bit more active, which works well for my mind instead of just trying to kind of like not think for a little bit. Um, And what is that specifically HRV? So HRV is heart rate variability. So it's when you try to get your breathing kind of in sync with your, um, with your heart rate and you kind of lower your heart rate. So it's not like the heart map, like that machine that is that, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what that is. It's called heart map. And it's like this little machine you put your finger on and it turns red or not, like depending uh-huh. on if your heart rate it's is in sync with your breath. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like it could be similar. So HRV is really great. It kind of feels like an active form of meditation, actually kind of like that feeling I get when I do TM where I'm like really relaxed and kind of like my nervous system feels like it's resetting. I can get that with HRV, but be more active. Is that an present. app or a program or... So I worked with a practitioner pre-COVID to learn it. And so we figured out like what my ideal breath rate was. And then it's kind of just like a practice. So with her, it would be like a screen and kind of like almost like video games that you're kind of controlling with your breathing in a way. And it had like a little sensor to monitor your heart rate. I just saw a new product that's like an app and product that you can do it at home that I was actually like really interested in checking out. But there's also apps you can use. So you can do apps that kind of like monitor your heart rate and your breathing that you can do that way. So I found, I trained with her for a long time because it took me a while to like, really get the hang of it. So now I feel like I'm to the point that I can, if I feel stressed, I can kind of drop into that breathing pattern and I can feel Mm -hmm. myself kind of resetting if I feel like really anxious or I like to do it sometimes before bed to help my brain just kind of unwind Mm -hmm. and calm down just to kind of reset. And CBD too. CBD has been like a lifesaver for me for sleeping, especially if I get glutened, I get super bad insomnia and 
we all know without sleep, you know, your body just doesn't recover well. It's just going to keep getting kind of drained and worn out. So using that to really just kind of quiet my mind so that I can sleep. And I have an aura ring and it's interesting the days I do take CBD for sleep, my sleep stats are so much better than if I don't. And it's like, I think it, it just allows my body to kind of relax a little bit Mm. more to a level that I can't get myself to because I'm I love that aura ring too. That aura ring is great. So for anybody who has sleep issues or they want to know it great, it's grade your day. You wake up and you have kind of a grade of how you're you're ready for your day. How you recovered in your sleep. Yeah. And like how much you should push yourself and you know, if you should take it a little easier that day. So I think it's good. I mean, you can drive yourself crazy like using all these tools and metrics, but I think the more kind of information you have, it can help you just be more conscious of how you feel and like how your body's doing without having to do like labs all the time and things like that. Right. I would love to just talk a little bit just for the people who didn't listen to your first podcast, just Mm -hmm. a quick thing about your book and your TV show. Yeah, absolutely. So my book is called Wandering Palette and it's a 28 day meal plan of travel inspired paleo recipes. I've got a lot of recipes on my blog as well that are free, but kind of like the whole premise of my food is it's very simple. It's very clean. I try to make it as simple as possible for you. And before Lyme, before I was celiac, I used to do a ton of traveling and could just eat whatever I wanted. And obviously that is very different now post Lyme and celiac disease. So I really wanted to take some of those recipes that I had in my travels and really recreate them to something that was delicious, but healthy and used healthy fats and healthy ingredients to make you feel really nourished, but also not deprived from what you're eating. So that's kind of the premise for my book. I'm working on my idea for my second book that I hope to start working on here pretty soon, which is exciting. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of press for my book. So since COVID started, I mentioned I've been on over 150 TV shows, which has been just so awesome. And I had always wanted to kind of start working on video content and creating like cooking videos and things like that. And I think I've made like 40 different videos at this point that are up on my YouTube channel as well too, like kind of showing people how to make my recipes. So trying to put a lot of energy into creating that kind of content and so much starts with food. Like food is just such an easy thing that we can do when, whether we're sick or not to like nourish our bodies and, you know, find out what foods work with our bodies and things like that. And it's something that everyone can you know, incorporate into their lives and use kind of as a starting point. So yeah, diet is definitely a critical piece to me staying healthy. I eat super clean. I eat most of the recipes in my book and on my blog all the time if I'm not like doing something like super simple for lunch. So yeah, I mean, everything is healthy, simple, nutritious, and tastes good. Mm -hmm. That's great. I always like to ask everybody this, like if someone were to call you, a friend were to call you and tell you that they just were diagnosed with Lyme, Mm -hmm. what piece of advice would you give them right off the bat that they could do starting today, like Mm -hmm. at home? I would say definitely find a Lyme doctor, obviously that you're comfortable working with. That's someone that's going to have like the approach that you want. Like for me, I didn't do any antibiotics and I wanted to work with someone that wasn't going to push antibiotics on me. So being comfortable with your treatment route. And then I would definitely say diet is such an important one to start with. Like so much of our immune system is in our gut cutting out those inflammatory foods. You might be surprised. There might be symptoms that you have that it's so easy to blame Lyme for all the symptoms and all the issues that you're having, but some of it could be a food reaction. Some of Mm -hmm. it could be something that's inflaming you and you're know you not even aware of it because you're just eating it every day. So doing an elimination diet, I think is critical if you have a chronic illness. I think it should be one of the first steps. Clean that out. You might have so much relief from doing that. And then you can kind of start to chip away at your other symptoms. 
It's true. I even look back, I mean, the past couple of months, I've been having a really hard time for my health. And Mm -hmm. the times I have been feeling better are the ones like the weeks that I just literally just eat vegetables, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. raw vegetables. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden kind of everything goes away Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, okay. And then you just, I don't even add back many things that I'm Mm -hmm. like, what, you know, literally at this point it's like, gluten-free bread, like that must Mm -hmm. be triggering it or Mm -hmm. it's just random things. But it took me a long time to realize, even though I did go to school at IIN, right? So Mm -hmm. I should know the nutrition, but like, it's hard to give up food. Like it's really hard, right? Because you just keep telling yourself, like, I don't feel well. So just a little piece of chocolate's not going to matter or, but it's for anybody who's listening that has not cleaned up their diet, like you're not going to get better until you clean up Mm -hmm. your diet. And it may seem like the end of the world when you're doing it, you may be like, I'm never going to eat these things again, or I'm only going to be able to eat like eight things. Like at a certain point I was on a rotation diet. I only had eight foods that I could eat. And I was just like, this is insane. Like, am I going to be like this forever? But I started feeling better. So I almost like didn't care that I could only eat those eight foods because when I stuck to them, I actually felt so much better that I started kind of noticing it. And then as I healed, Mm -hmm. I've just kind of like been surprised, you know, sometimes you might accidentally eat something that has something in it that you were sensitive to. And you're like, Oh, it didn't affect me anymore. And then you try it again. You're like, wow, I I think I can eat this again. And I don't like add in all those inflammatory things all the time as a regular basis. I'm pretty much mostly like paleo kind of keto style diet, but you know, it's nice to be able to have like a gluten-free treat on occasion or when you're traveling, like indulge in something that you wouldn't normally buy or make at home, but you know, kind of enjoy yourself and, and not feel sick from doing it. So two things you don't, you don't usually have like gluten-free treats not really. I don't know how much of a sweet tooth. So for me, it's easy. <laughs> like, oh, I am much more savory. I like lemon and salt on everything that I eat is my thing. Like I'm like all about like steaks and tomatoes and herb yeah. sauces and things like that. But you know, like there's a restaurant here that we've been ordering. They have gluten-free fried chicken. It's organic, but I'm like, mm. I haven't had like fried chicken in like 10 years until we discovered this place. And it's like so good. So we kind of overindulged on that over the yeah. holidays. What's that bit. called? Like, what uh, place is it's that? called Birdie G's here in Santa Monica. And yeah. It's so good. And I think I just kind of overdid it because I'm like, it's been like 10 years since I've had something like this. And it's savory. So for me, I'm like, that's my weakness is like gluten-free savory. What were the eight things you were allowed to eat? Um, Let's see. It was beef, fish, chicken, cucumber, lettuce, broccoli, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like super random. And for like anybody who has things. not done a, like a food test, I mean, I did a, like an extensive food test and everything I love that I thought was healthy, I you couldn't eat like to. kale. Like yeah. I eat kale morning, noon, night. Like I would have drinks in the morning, whatever, yeah. allergic to kale. Like and everything. I was like going down the list, like avocados, kale, I feel coconut. like for me, what happened was like, it was all my favorite foods that I thought were good for me that I was eating a lot of. And I think something just kind of like blew up in my body one day with Lyme. It was just like a day of like a Lyme surge or something. And it was like, whatever was in my body at that time, yeah. just like my immune system just kind of started attacking. I yeah. felt like it was like, but I don't think our body day. likes eating the same thing every day. I think you're supposed no, to rotate it every like four rotate. days. That's why or... when I did this, I was doing a like allergy immunotherapy. And so you had to do like a rotation diet where you, you ate it one day and then you didn't eat it for a couple of days and then you could eat it again. And it was like, 
I have eight foods and I'm supposed to rotate these eight foods. I'm just like, like just have water. It's just like, easier. Water, like, water, water. Like, just like a plate of ice. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. It's so good. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. I'm yeah, love catching up with me. you. You've been doing some great things and I've been watching, you know, on your Instagram and you know, everything that you're telling everybody and sharing with recipes and products. Mm. It's just, it's been great, but thank you. Awesome. And I'm so glad yeah. you're feeling good. Yeah, me too. And it's good to see you. And thanks again for for having me back on. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you. Thank you.